Welcome to our mindfulness podcast. Each week or so, we will have a different podcast, different speakers, different chants, different Dharma talks. But mindfulness practice in Buddhism helps us focus and helps us be aware. And this program will consist of many different ways of meditating. We usually begin with bowing or gasho, then we prepare to sit, and we will sit for approximately 10 minutes. And then we will either stand and walk for another five minutes to kind of get blood into our legs again and and, uh, relax our muscles. And then we'll sit for another 10 approximately. And then we will chant, which is another form of meditation. Uh, We focus on the characters and we pronounce the sounds as a group. And it's a kind of a ritual of oneness. And then after that, we'll have a short Dharma talk of about five to 10 minutes. And then we'll close with Gasho. And this also includes offering incense. We offer incense, but you could also light the incense before the service starts. And this is kind of the program uh, of how our meditation services proceed. And so we will be getting underway today uh, with our program. Thank you very much. We will now have seated meditation. Take a moment to see that your back is straight and centered with your shoulders relaxed. If you're in a chair, It's best to sit forward slightly rather than leaning on the chair back and keep your feet flat on the floor. Try keeping your eyes half open, resting the gaze gently downward without focusing on anything in particular. In the same way, be open to whatever sounds are coming into your ears, whether from inside the room or outdoors. We are not trying to isolate ourselves from the world around us, but rather feel that we're part of that world. If you like, you may count your breaths from one to ten. Inhale deeply. Let it all out. Try slowing down your rate of breathing relative to what it would be at other times. We are not trying to think about anything in particular or visualize anything. We simply watch our thoughts come and go.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world. Waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most, in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in Gasho and bow. Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. All right, this completes our standing meditation. Please return to your seats and we'll prepare for our second seated meditation. Again, uh, posture's the same. Uh, try to have a nice straight back, shoulders relaxed, um, eyes half open, half closed, uh, breathing down into your stomach using your diaphragm. Um, place your hands uh, in front of your lower abdomen and we will begin our second seated meditation at the sound of the bell.
please join me in God's show. Namandats, 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 namandats. We will now have sutra chanting. A sutra is a sacred scripture from Buddhism. These originated long ago in India and in China. The text that we chant is actually Chinese, a translation from Sanskrit originals. Is it necessary to understand the meaning of what we're chanting? Of course, not at the outset. We don't know anything about it when we first begin. But I believe that we should aim to understand what the sutra is teaching us. We should have a basic awareness of its content. These are the teachings of our Shin Buddhist tradition, after all. For that reason, we provide in the Shin Buddhist service book some pages of explanation and some English translations. What we experience by chanting, I would say, has three aspects. The first aspect is meditative, like sitting or standing or breathing. Chanting forces us to focus our attention on the present moment, and it helps to calm our minds. Second, there is a ritual aspect. We are reenacting something that's taken place countless times over the centuries. We are connecting with the many followers of our Buddhist tradition, who have chanted these same words, and we are gaining a sense of oneness with the other people who are chanting at this time, perhaps listening to this podcast. Third, there is a learning aspect. This is to gain a little bit of knowledge of what the meaning of the characters that we chant are, and we do that separately, I would say, from actual chanting. We will now chant the Junirai, the chanting text is on page 49 in our Shin Buddhist service book. Junirai means 12 verses of reverence. Keshu tenin shoku gyo Amida sen ryozoku son Oh, God, 
Please put your hands together in Gasho and bow. Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. I would like to share with you an essay I've recently written entitled, Please Meditate on This. I began with Buddhism by reading doctrine and practicing meditation. Doctrine and meditation are considered to be true Buddhism by many modern convert Buddhists. This type of Buddhism is considered logical and rational. It is also closely related to science and psychology. I have heard some describe this approach as diving into Buddhism head first, because the focus is always on the mind. We want to learn new philosophies of life and to quiet and control our minds. We imagine awakening as a state of mind 
that we hope to one day achieve. We often refer to this awakened state as enlightenment. This is a word that is associated with the European intellectual movement of the late 17th and 18th centuries, emphasizing reason and individualism rather than tradition. It was heavily influenced by 17th century philosophers such as Descartes, Locke, and Newton, and its prominent proponents include Kant, Goethe, Voltaire, Rousseau, and Adam Smith. These are the hallmarks of what is sometimes referred to as true Buddhism. It is modern, rational, with an emphasis on reason. It also relies on individualism rather than something experienced within a communal setting. It is also true in the sense that both tradition and ritual have been removed as being merely cultural affectations. So where does this leave Shin Buddhism? Isn't it also true? Isn't it a school of Buddhism that can trace its lineage all the way back to the historical Buddha? Starting in India, taking 2,500 years to travel to China, then to Japan, and on to the coast of California in the 1890s. This is the other side of American Buddhism. It is a Buddhism that is practiced within a temple, as something lived within a Sangha. This is how I first came in contact with this other Buddhism. It was when my family first attended the Orange County Buddhist Church. I have not found a good way to describe this other side of Buddhism. Some call it hereditary Buddhism, traditional Buddhism, or devotional Buddhism. I like to think of it as authentic Buddhism, a Buddhism that honors the tradition while at the same time making it relevant to a new audience. In her new book, Be the Refuge, Shen Zing Han discusses these two Buddhisms in America. She says, the dominant story of Buddhism in America is that there are two Buddhisms, the Buddhism of white converts and the Buddhism of Asian immigrants. What differentiates these two distinct and mutually isolated brands of Buddhism? We are told for starters that Western white Buddhists focus on meditation practice in keeping with their rational and modernist bent, whereas Asian American Buddhists prefer traditional and devotional rituals of chanting and bowing. It is also interesting to note that historically, most Buddhists did not meditate. Modern Buddhist scholars expected to find evidence of meditation halls and meditation practice throughout the history of Chinese Buddhism, but were unable to do so. One scholar quipped that her experience was like going to the Old West and finding cowboys everywhere, but no horses. In other words, they found vast evidence of monasteries and monks, but a surprising absence of meditation. This is because sitting, silent meditation, is just one of many Buddhist practices. Then what is our practice? What we do as Shin Buddhists is to encourage people to quiet their minds and develop some focus so that we can more meaningfully chant and listen to the Dharma with one another. This is how Shin Buddhists meditate. I gave up my serious silent meditation practice long ago, but I've replaced it with something else, a meditation practice using sound, both chanting and listening. This doesn't have to be done every day to make it a valid practice. One minister told me that Wednesday night meditation is chosen because it is halfway between Sunday services. Many, me included, need a midweek booster to stay on the path. There are many types of meditation in the Buddhist tradition. Our Wednesday night practice is just one of us. To join us, 
please fill out our Zoom meditation Google form that you can find on our homepage at ocbuddhist.org. Thank you very much. Namo Amidabuts, Namandabuts, Namandabuts, Namandabuts. Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This program is copyright 2021 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. All rights reserved.